honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Extra, extra, hear all about it. Extra, extra, hear all about it. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion, that's the name of this podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once again for joining me today. Not the pleasant, certainly not the most happy situation you could think of, but, well, it is what it is, and we got to talk about it. Ryan Saunders, young Mr. 34-year-old Ryan Saunders, has been fired from the Minnesota Timberwolves and will be replaced by Chris Finch, at least that's the reports, a uh, Toronto Raptors assistant and candidate for the Minnesota Timberwolves head coaching position when Ryan Saunders was initially hired to become the full-time head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves by President of Basketball of the Minnesota Timberwolves, Gerson Rosas. That was a mouthful, but, well, unfortunately it's kind of a mouthful as well when in terms of all the, uh, the bad luck, the bad record, the bad rotations, this and that. Uh, you know, it's, it's insane the twists and turns in such a short tenure for the Minnesota Timberwolves and a man that I was cheering for, I was rooting for in a big way. Uh, nothing really bad to say about the person at all. Uh, seems like just the greatest guy. Uh, maybe a little fidgety, a little nervous, but so was his father, Flip. <laughs> Honest to God, Flip was pretty fidgety if you hadn't paid attention. He was pretty fidgety in those press conferences. And of course, you know, the old the old neck, you know, and moving around and everything, you know, <laughs> tugging, at his, uh, tugging at his collar and moving his neck around. I always got a kick out of that, and occasionally Ryan does it, but not as much. But Ryan Saunders, luckily, is young enough that he's turning 35 in April, and a second kid on the way, very shortly, apparently, is, uh, well, he'll have another uh, he'll have another opportunity, at least as an assistant for now, and probably a head coach again someday. Uh, youngest coach in the league, youngest team in the league. It's just, I don't know, I guess it didn't work out. That's <laughs> just how that goes when you combine the two together. It was destined to fail, unfortunately. And I'm not going to come up here and say, I hope all of you are happy. I hope you're all happy now because you were all haters and calling for his head. Uh, you know, yeah, you, you, you had a right to be frustrated. And if he wasn't Ryan Saunders, it would have been easier, per se, if it was Chris Finch. If he was a 35-year-old Chris Finch who wasn't doing well, we'd all be calling for his head. So it is what it is, unfortunately. We'll talk about Chris Finch as we head on later. But it was a nice start for Ryan Saunders, of course. The three-point victory, <laughs> the three-point shot by Andrew Wiggins and a 40-point game to lead to the Wolves' victory over the Oklahoma City Thunder, and how they would say on Wikipedia, the owner of the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder was Andrew Wiggins. Well, he, yeah, that was cute and everything. Unfortunately, it just didn't last, even though you could argue Ryan Saunders had. I mean, he had kind of got the blood flowing again in the organization. Things had been so constipated under Tom Thibodeau, who also had a fairly short tenure with the Wolves. That only was that only like three years as the coach and president and all that with a few years remaining, but that's just how that goes. He was in his third year with the Wolves and already let go halfway through that was uh, Tom Thibodeau. And it's ironic how after a game where Tom Thibodeau was coaching the New York Knicks against the Timberwolves, Ryan Saunders gets fired. It's just ironic how things happen. It's weird. It's crazy. It's sad. The strings of bad luck, but of course, again, the questionable rotations, leaving players like Ricky Rubio in when he shouldn't have been doing that. Uh, other players might have helped the Wolves win games. The epic collapses that you could just go on forever, including the New York Knicks game. Uh, and, of course, falling behind by 21 points in the New York Knicks game. And then just kind of responding with, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But then again, 
I guess I would have responded with the same thing. Like, why? Why are you falling behind by 21 points in the first half in the first place? You have a wonderful fourth quarter and then have an epic collapse at the last second again. It's just, you know, it is what it is. You miss shots. You can't make anything magically at the last second. And the Knicks make a couple shots, finally, <laughs> after they'd missed like 50 in a row, it seemed like. And they end up winning the game, 103-99, over your Minnesota Timberwolves, who are now 7-24 and with the worst record in the league, which is good for the draft pick and everything. Hopefully we can keep the third pick overall instead of give up, say, the fourth pick in the draft to Golden State, which is about the last thing on earth we all want. I already strongly dislike the Golden State Warriors. The last thing I'd like to see is them to fleece us real good here in this one, but uh, that would just be the way it goes. Ryan Saunders, yeah, I mean, it was just filled with bad luck, it seemed like, at the end of the day. You get uh, D'Angelo Russell. He misses the first couple games. Carl's doing well. Carl breaks his wrist, basically. <laughs> yeah. After it being sore or whatever, then it's broken, I guess. And then he's out for the rest of the year when... Uh, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell comes back, and then this year, they play together a couple of games early on, Carl uh, Anthony Towns gets injured again, it's just so frustrating, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell, when Carl Anthony Towns comes back, magically D'Angelo Russell's out, so again, five games in a calendar year with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns together, that's all Ryan Saunders got to coach, of uh, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell together. Apparently there was a strain between the two for an extended period. It seemed like they were always kind of throwing a little shade at each other, especially D'Angelo Russell, which a lot of times I wanted, it led me to come out and say this to D'Angelo Russell when he was bragging about, well, after he hit his game-winning game, game -winning three point shot, that, oh, you know, people had only heard about me hitting him. Now, now they got to see it in person. It was more like this. No, you ass, you, you moron dummy. That's exactly how I felt about D'Angelo Russell when he was bragging about that because, no, uh, we didn't see them because they never happened, dude. They never happened. What are you bragging about? I mean, and plus you're like 24 years old. You're not Michael Jordan at like 54. Oh, people only dream, people only heard about my game-winning shots. Now they got to see it. Mm -hmm. Yep, we got to see Michael Jordan out there hitting his shots, you know, against Cleveland Cavaliers, against Utah Jazz, you know, you could go on forever, New York Knicks, you know, game-winning shot, the, the Atlanta Hawks when he came back and he hit the game-winning shot. Wearing number 45 for a couple of games. That was probably the best, one of his best games wearing number 45. I guess the next one was, yeah, the double nickel. But, uh, yeah, point made. Um, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, what an ass. I'm not impressed with D'Angelo Russell. And go ahead and go ahead and attack me or attack other people for saying they're sick and tired of the hatred. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're coming out and saying you're sick and tired of the hatred towards D'Angelo Russell. Well, he's going to keep getting it if he keeps, <laughs> if he keeps with the, with the, uh, flimsy attitude and the flimsy behavior. Sure, he must have an injury. I'm, I, I understand that, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he was any part of any solution when he was out there. I would have loved to believe that. I wanted D'Angelo Russell to succeed. But is he immune to criticism? Hell no. Of course he's not immune to criticism. And of course there's no perfect player. Carl Anthony Towns is not immune to criticism. In fact, he missed some pretty gimme shots down the stretch against the New York Knicks yesterday. <sighs> It's sad. Uh, odds are, obviously, Ryan Saunders was probably good to be gone anyway. Uh, it looks like these were there were back-channel conversations going on with Chris Finch for an extended period of time. There probably were. I mean, of course there were. And then now it's like, well, it is what it is. I would hope that the Timberwolves' Gershon Rosas got uh, permission from the Toronto Raptors to talk to him. I'm sure they did, obviously. And uh, sounds like there'll be an announcement sometime today that Chris Finch is your... Minnesota Timberwolves head coach. We'll continue to move forward a bit, talking about Ryan a little bit more. Again, you had the COVID-19, again, with Carl uh, Anthony Towns as well this year, 
when Carl missed extended period. It wasn't really as much the wrist, maybe a little bit, but more, more so the COVID-19 that extended for a long time because he has an underlying issue. None of us know what that is, unfortunately, but I guess it's none of our business. Um, last year, Ryan Saunders was, well, you know, he had some players out there that a lot of us hadn't really heard of much. Cam Reynolds, obviously, Cater Bates job. Yeah, we'd heard of him, Jared Bayless, but they weren't good. Like in Jared Bayless' case, he wasn't that good anymore. That kind of thing. He never got to coach Ryan, uh, Robert Covington after that big trade when we acquired Robert Covington. And then, of course, trading him away later on. Uh, it was just a mess. It was an absolute mess for Ryan Saunders. I do think he got a little bit of a short straw at the end of the day when it comes to the situations with players being healthy, players being there, this and that. Um, I do think he got a short straw. And, of course, a, a system put together that doesn't match the current roster at all. Not even close. Uh, you want to shoot 35 or 43s a game when guys can't make them. Certain guys are starting to make them, and obviously Carl can. And yeah, we're having uh, a lot of French dips this year because we're getting to the 12 three-pointers and plus beyond that. But how many attempts is it taking to get there? That's the other thing. We shot great from three-point range yesterday. Let's be fair about that. 16 to 35, 45%. That's awesome. If you do that all the time, that's great. Ryan Sanders would still have a job. But... You know, he got a short straw with a few things, did Ryan Saunders. And at the end of the day, I'm not I'm not uh, banging on Gerson Rosas's door saying, F you, you did a you you did wrong here, you did foul. You you played foul here with Mr. Uh, Ryan Saunders. No, I think he was probably too young, he was too in over his head, he was unable to really get to players that he needed to get to, namely Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell especially, about certain things. Uh, the defense was significantly better of late. And that's will draw the ire of uh, God. Some some of these things that pop up that drive me crazy, but it'll draw the ire of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, who used to work with, uh, used to play for and work with David Vanderpool, of course, of the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard ranting about something, and of course, again, of course, this topic is going to get brought up all the time, all the time until yeah. It's it's brought up a lot. Let's just leave that as is. Damian Lillard says on Twitter, how the hell do you not hire David Vanderpool? And he's right there on the bench. And, and has been in the front office successfully. And on the front of a bench of a winning team, successfully seven years, I would be with Portland, not here. And also played a major role in the development of a dominant backcourt, shaking my damn head. And then C.J. McCollum, of course, uh, quote tweeted it, make it, uh, make it make sense, respectfully. It makes sense, C.J. McCollum, that he had already probably wanted to hire this guy in the first place instead of Ryan Saunders. Don't make it something it's not, C.J. McCollum or Jamie Lillard, because we know what they're saying. Yes. Obviously, he's a good coach. I think he has a future in the league. It is It is kind of, you know, he probably, <laughs> he probably should be a head coach somewhere. Maybe. But then again, I mean, the defense was not good for the longest time. All of a sudden, it's finally been better. Is it David Vanderpool? Is it just general? I don't know. It probably is David Vanderpool helping out. We'll see what happens, but it does look like, again, it's going to be Chris Finch as head coach of the Timberwolves with uh, David Vanderpool still there in the same role, like kind of associate head coach. It makes sense that Mr. Gerson Rosas has made up his mind, and I don't think, (laughs) you know, I just want to tell these guys, don't make it something it's not. I don't think it's, I don't think that's the reason. I won't go any further into it. I just don't think that's the reason. I don't think so, okay? A lot of people love to assume that all the time, which ah, I don't think that's a healthy healthy way to look at the world. I really don't. Um, well, 
Ryan Saunders, obviously, again, the epic collapses. I think that's a huge part of uh, why he's not here. I mean, you know, get the team under control a little better. That's the thing. Hopefully, Chris Finch can do that. I'm not 100% confident or sure that he can, but we'll see. Uh, apparently, they won a G League championship years ago in 2010. G League and, or excuse me, Chris Finch and Gerson Rosas. G League Rosas, right? Yeah, maybe that is all he's good for is the G League. We'll see. But the Grand Valley Vipers in the Rockets organization went Finch was the head coach, and of course, uh, general manager Gerson Rosas won the championship. They won the championship with an, with an envelope-pushing style in 2010. All threes and layups, the approach would eventually transplant to the Rockets under Mike D'Antoni with Finch as an assistant. And of course, this is uh, courtesy of John Krasinski, A.P. Krasinski. No, he's not A.P. anymore. <laughs> Johnny Athletic. A.P. Krasinski. This is Johnny Athletic on The Athletic, of course. Johnny Krasinski. So, of course, going to cite him, the article, the information, this and that. Always appreciate what he's able to do and to give us. But, yeah, the constant blowouts, you're thinking, okay, why don't they just fire Ryan after the blowouts? But then, well, we were getting blown out in multiple games here. We just happened to magically come back and then still lose. That's the thing. So it's like one way or another. The fact you're falling behind in the first place and then running out of gas once you catch up, it's just like, okay, whatever. Like One way or another, a loss is a loss at the end of the day. You know, you'll, um, yay, we made an epic comeback. You know, like people make fun of the Minnesota Wild. They're furious rallies. Well, the Timberwolves have been making furious rallies lately. It's beautiful. It looks awesome. It, just imagine buying the stock. When you look at the stock chart here, it gets the New York Knicks. This would be the uh, win probability chart that they have on Yahoo. I really like looking at this thing. I mean, it was down in the doldrums. New York Knicks, 95.3% chance of winning the game. This was early in the fourth quarter. And then the thing skyrockets. I mean, you would have made how much money, right, if this was a stock? Like, imagine the skyrocketed, like, 30, 40 bucks or something. I'm just imagining. And then collapse, 100% next win. You know, it was an utter collapse just within, like, two minutes. It was unbelievable how that could happen. Um, and there were some, like, sell and buyback opportunities along the way. But it is just epic when you look at it. I posted it on Twitter and Facebook at at T-Wolves EX, that's the Twitter account. Thank you, Nick Borboom, for joining. Must be listening to the show still. Thank you so much for joining. Of course, old, old, old friend from Hopkins High School. And we also went to a uh, two-year class after that. You know, where it kind of, it's a it's a class where it kind of gets young adults ready to uh, move on to their, to their adult life. You know, how to manage things, this and that. Pretty cool. Really love uh, Nick Borboom. Uh, great guy. Class of 1998. Yes, yes, we're that old. We're in our 40s now. Can you believe that? We're in our 40s. Who would have thought the late 90s would be a long time ago? Well, they are now. <laughs> Look how young Kevin Garnett was in 98. Kevin Garnett's yeah, for, turning 45 in May. <laughs> that sucks. Um, but thank you, Nick, so much for joining. Of course, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Let's look at most likely new Timberwolves coach Chris Finch, still called an assistant coach of the Toronto Raptors at the moment. The world champion Toronto Raptors God, about a year and a half ago now. <laughs> that was pretty cool that they won that, actually. As long as it's over those stupid-ass Golden State Warriors, then I'm happy. Okay. Born on November 6, 1969 in Cambridge, Ohio. <laughs> and, of course, he is American. Yeah. Duh. Six foot two. Yes, good for him. He was a he was a guard, of course. He played ball. Yeah, he played a high school of West Lawn, Pennsylvania. Hmm. West Lawn. Wilson, Westlawn, Franklin, and Marshall. That's where he went to college for four years, 88 to 92. 
So he was class of 88, must have been in high school. That's cool. Cool year, of course. Uh, NBA draft went undrafted in 92 was and played uh, from 93 to 97 in the NBA. Shooting guard small forward at 6'2". Really? Really? Hmm. They didn't play small ball like that back then, did they? And he's been coaching since 1997. The Sheffield Forgers slash Sharks. Hmm. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Sheffield Sharks after that. They changed. Uh, they were the Sheffield Forgers and became the Sharks and, uh, from 93 to 97. And then he stayed. They were with they were the Sharks. He was the he was a player for that club. Pardon me. That must be in the uh, CBA. Then he became the head coach of the Sheffield Sharks from 97 to 03. And he was the coach of the uh, Geeson 46ers. Hmm. From 03 to 04. Oh my god, these words are weird. What the heck? Okay, Euphony Bree. Okay, the Euphony Bree. <laughs> 2004 to 2007. Euphony Bree, a former professional team, unfortunately. They were dissolved in 2010. Hmm. That's, uh. That must be Greece. Athletes League. That sounds like Greece to me. It must be, yeah. Geese and 46ers. That's kind of cool looking. Actually, kind of cool looking logo. wonder what that has to do with 46. That's Germany. Yep, so he'd gone overseas. Okay, we'll continue. Dexia Mons Heinot. Okay. Heinot. Hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. That sounds, yep, Belgian. Okay, cool. So like Belgian, Germany area. Uh, 07 to 09. Rio Grande. There we go. Valley Vipers. Sounds more familiar. The Rio Grande. Rio Grande. Valley Vipers, Rio Grande. That's in Texas, and they won the uh, they won it all, baby. They won it all together in 2010. Mr. Gerson and Mr. Chris Finch, Houston Sprockets, 26, 2011 to 2016. Oh man, yep, they had a chance. Associate head coach of the Denver Nuggets. Associate head coach, Denver Nuggets, 16 to 17. Nolan's Pelicans associate head coach. So he's always been an associate head coach. It seems like he's been up there, kind of like David Vanderpool. 2017 to 2020, Toronto Raptors, 2022 today, <clears throat> assistant. All right, so, well, he's been kind of a, an associate head coach for quite a few years now. Looks like since 16 till today. So, there you go. There you go. He's been all over the place. He's had opportunities. We'll see what happens. Um, we will see what happens with Chris Finch. Cool that he was able to be, uh, you know, he was able to play a little bit in the NBA earlier on. He probably was Gerson's guy from the beginning, but I think there was a little nudge-nudge, wink-wink with Ryan and Glenn Taylor, and then Glenn Taylor ended up signing off when things just got so, you know, things just kept getting worse and worse, and things just weren't getting better under Ryan. It's not even if they were getting worse, they just weren't getting better under Ryan Saunders. It was just one of those things, like his, his, his tenure was on life support, and, you know, and I'm not making any light of anybody on life support, believe me, but no, it was it was like that. It was really sad. It was a drag. It was sad to watch the collapses. You want to see the guy succeed. You want to see so badly him succeed. And that the, the fairy tale is uh, John Krasinski uh, worded in his awesome article. Really well written, by the way. That was really, really well written. It was like a perfect little fairy tale that unfortunately was what it was, a fairy tale. Fairy tales come to an end, unfortunately. You know, the, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> The beautiful stagecoach turned into a pumpkin. Uh, unfortunately, and there were no glass slippers this time around, unless it's going to show up on a different roster, different club someday, many years later. Maybe he'll coach the Timberwolves again. You never know. Flip Saunders coached the Timberwolves again after being let go many years ago. So I guess you just never know. You can hope for the best. 
As for now, though, Chris Finch, uh, the stage is yours, buddy, and good luck. I don't believe, I just, I'm not going to buy the conversation that, oh my God, they didn't even look at this, they didn't even, you know, they didn't look at minority coaches, this and that. I, I'm not going to go into that. I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I think this is, just, I just think this was his guy. And sometimes it's your guy. It is what it is. Sometimes that's who you wanted all along. And that's who he wanted to hire at the beginning. And he, he, he interviewed quite a few minority candidates, him being Gerson Rosas at the time. Uh, with that said, though, I guess that's it. Uh, God bless Ryan Saunders, hoping for the best, and good luck with the new child. Obviously two now, after after that one comes out of the oven, as they say. Uh, uh, it's a crying shame. You know, this was his dream. It was his dream. And uh, hey now, hey now, the dream is over. You know, the 80s song. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel bad for him. But again, justifiable at this stage. Hopefully Chris Finch can get the reins here, coach them a bit harder, coach some of these guys a bit harder, and that they will listen. They will listen. They will follow. And if it doesn't work, if it doesn't work, Mr. Gerson Rosas will be exposed as a fraud because this doesn't work in the NBA. Me, personally, I don't like small ball. And I don't like shooting 99 three-pointers. I'm not, I'm not stuck in 1985 either, necessarily. Even though some of some part of me might be, <laughs> I'll take anything. I'll, I'll take any music or video game from back in the day, back then, compared to today, any day of the week. But if you have to adjust to the, the modern style of the NBA, it is what it is. But maybe this is a little bit too overboard. We'll see. Hopefully, there's a bit of a balance here. That you know, there's the new school. It is what it is. I mean, you can do it correctly, like Golden State and like other teams have done. This and that. As much as I hate the Warriors, they do it correctly. They, they did it well enough, and of course, you got to have the right personnel to do so as well. Keep them coming, and hopefully, Mr., uh, you know, guys like Jaden McDaniels and such can continue to develop in this group because obviously he can shoot the three. Carl can shoot the three. Um, Culver, I don't think he can, but maybe. Okoye, don't even bother. Just, just don't even bother unless he's going to be having the most epic uh, summer of all time working on that three-point shot, and he comes back, and it's like, holy cow, <laughs> what were we missing? Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I'm, I'm very skeptical at this stage, and Anthony Edwards improved that bleeping jump shot, and you will be a bona fide superstar, and Chris Finch will look pretty good at the end of the day, as will President of Basketball Operations Gerson Rosas. Well, we'll talk to you on Friday, and we'll actually review the game against the New York Knicks. Um, oh, I wanted to get to what some of you, what some of you had to say. Uh, I was almost going to wrap it up. That would have been rude of me. I did want to get to what some of you had to say, like Vince and 10A mostly. So I'll actually get caught up on this part. It's all on Twitter, not on Facebook, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX. I went way too far down, way, way too far down. There we go. The last show, the it factor, was retweeted by 10A, Vince and Levi Brown. Thank you guys so much, 10A and Levi from New Zealand and Vince Germano from Australia. The Courtside Podcast, massive shout-out to them always. Today, Brown was saying, oh, he lost to a team full of G League players. That was against Toronto at the time. Don't need elite talent to be a good defensive team. <laughs> was one of my takeaways from that game. Oh, yeah, so true. Um, I was saying it was ridiculous, especially when you consider how far behind we were for such a long time. We go on a 21-to-1 run and still lose. See, see, see what I mean? How we were behind, and then we go on that massive run and still lose. Pathetic execution down the stretch. The bums couldn't even make a shot. 
Yep, and it's just like last night against the Knicks. Tanae says, I would have preferred, uh-huh, and he nails, he nails it right on the wall right here, and this is what helped uh, fire Ryan Saunders. This is what helped cost Ryan Saunders his job, uh, as written also by uh, Johnny Graw, John Krasinski. I would have preferred we closed with McLaughlin on the floor instead of Rubio. At least McLaughlin draws in defense when he goes to the rim. Yeah, exactly, because Rubio doesn't really help. <laughs> Trying to predict the future, are we, Vince? New coach, anyone? <laughs> yep, new coach, new coach, <laughs> Chris Finch, Chris Finch, yep, let's see, a couple more, uh, Town's shot selection in the last six to seven minutes at times was terrible, save for one or two shots, then after the game, smiling and laughing, give me a spell, yep, I can't disagree with that, I really can't, I'll probably rehash some of that, but maybe, maybe I won't be able to now, because it'll have a new show in the way, but we'll see if my mind uh, allows me to go back, uh, you'd think Saunders, yep, here we go, Ken A. Brown, New Zealand, you'd think Saunders would try something different, considering how badly we finished close games. Exactly, but he didn't, that's the thing, yep, and then, uh, exactly, man, Vince comes back, says, at least when the Knicks needed a bucket, Randall went inside, did it work every time? No, but he put pressure on the refs and the Wolves' D, and he scored or drew the foul. I feel for Timberwolves fans. Haven't haven't won anything in 30 years, and the culture is terrible. Yes, it is. And here we go. Yep, he says, I hate, uh, Vince continues, says, I hate beating up on the Timberwolves because I really do like them, but this is getting ridiculous now. Keep going, and you will lose Towns. Then it starts again with Edwards, and you'll lose him too. It's a cycle that won't end until there's a massive culture change. I agree a thousand percent with that. Um, we need a massive culture change, and hopefully Mr. Chris Finch can do that. I believe I responded with with that, and then Vince tweets it out. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski, the Minnesota Timberwolves, have dismissed Coach Ryan Saunders' sources. Tell Espen. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, I think I responded. Why didn't it show up? That's ridiculous. I know I responded to him. Or maybe I just read it and I wanted to keep it here. Uh Vince also, yeah, boy, he scooped me again because I got super tired right after the game. I just fell asleep. I was in my chair, I fell asleep, and then I wake up at like midnight. What the heck happened to me? I have no idea. Now all of a sudden it says, Saunders fired. You should do an emergency podcast if you can. This is about 10 p.m. here. Of course, much different time in Australia. There must have been in the, I don't know what time that would be, probably the morning there? Maybe the early afternoon. Um, and then uh, here I am now doing it on Monday morning. It is what it is, right? It is what it is, but, uh, yeah, Vince, you're always scooping me, but that's good, though. I, I appreciate it. Believe me, it's, he's doing me a favor there, because what if I just, what if I didn't even know until I woke up, so at least I'm more mentally prepared, ready to go in the morning, because by the time I saw it, it was already midnight, and I was just, the cobwebs weren't going to, weren't going to come out. You know, when you fall asleep, and you wake up, and it's, after a while, and it's, like, late already, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to keep moving the, the way you want to, so, I still feel a little weird today, and I know I'm not hungover, so that's not what it is. <clears throat> it's just, I'm just tired. I don't know why, but, well, and I'm sad a little too. I'm sad. I'm not rooting for the firing of Ryan Saunders. I'm sure Vince wasn't either, and Tanae and others, but it's just one of those things. It had to be done. It had to be done. He's just not ready to be head coach of the Timberwolves. It was the wrong team, wrong time, too early, wrong general manager, I believe as well. I think so. And I don't I don't think Gerson Rosas is going to be the uh, president of basketball operations. Let's say three years from now, he's not going to be. I don't think so. I think he's going to be fired too. And if I was the head coach of the Timberwolves, I would give him a, or excuse me, if I was a multi-billionaire, 
I was the next Glenn Taylor, but in a good way. I was a good Glenn Taylor, like a smart, uh, one that's, you know, maybe better at running the team than him. I don't know. <laughs> God willing. But, uh, say if I was like, you know, the local knight in shining armor with the big bucks that keeps the team here and, uh, makes the fans happy, so to speak. I'd give Gerson one year. One. And I would probably let him go. It would probably, that would probably be it. Unless I was blown away, like, holy cow, he really is doing a good job. This is amazing. I'd probably let him go, but we'll see. That's just my guess, because I don't like the vision right now. I like the players he's drafted, for the most part, except for well, Culver. I didn't like that very much. God bless Culver. Hopefully he does better, but uh, at the end of the day, that's all just a wait and see. Uh, Anthony Edwards, you know, and then, of course, uh, Jaden McDaniels might be a fantastic pick. But the uh, the overall vision, the idea of small ball and shooting a billion threes, I'm not, not 100% confident in that yet. With that said, I will now finally shut up and let you get back to your day. God bless Ryan. Good luck, Chris. Finch, and we'll talk to you on Friday.